Hello and welcome to another Board Games Ireland podcast. I'm Gavin Byrne and with me again is Frank Avocado O'Connor. Hi there. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll we'll need to get more people on next time. So it's not just us talking at everyone. <laughs> yeah, we made it through. Uh, we're on to the uh, difficult second podcast. Yes. And um, the yeah. Empire's track, uh, Empire Strikes Back of our podcast <laughs> trilogy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, first one went out there and um, it we- met with um, resounding uh, silence. <laughs> oh no, it, it had relatively good stats last time I checked. It did at yes. least a hundred people anyway. Yes, um, people did listen, and some of them, some of them were quite appreciative, which is very nice. Um, so yeah, yeah, so yeah, we're back to do another one. Um, so just yeah, we just want to keep a, a sort of a, a certain degree of frequency up with these. So uh, <laughs> it was important to get another one out, <laughs> so yes. people don't forget or lose interest. Frequency, um, yeah, that helps with frequency, getting yes. in the numbers. Yes. Uh, so, what have we got this week? So, will we? Well, w- one thing we'll be talking about is NaveCon, which is coming up next weekend. Yes. And so, we'll be talking to Vic, and uh, the main organizer of that. Uh, we'll be just talking again about what games we've played. Uh, you've got a new section you want to do? Yes, I do. I have Addicts Corner. Addicts Corner. Yeah. Yes. We'll okay. talk about that when we come to, <laughs> it. come to it. Yeah. <laughs> what what addiction it will be will be a mystery. We'll talk. We'll just leave it hanging <laughs> One of Frank's there for now. Many of addictions he will be speaking about. <laughs> yes, I will pick it. I will pick an addiction at could, random. Could be custard creams. Could be anything. I'm just going <laughs> to could spin, be avocados. I'm just going to spin my addiction wheel and see what comes up. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll so we've got a few other things coming up, and we'll talk about them as we go. Um, so first, yeah, will we talk about NaveCon then? Um, Absolutely, yeah. Because this is something we've been going to. I've, I've gone, definitely gone to at least five of them, I think, at this stage. I must have gone to about four. Yeah. I think. So I've probably gone to one more than you, yeah. That I sounds about right. about right. That's about right. Yeah. Um, but you're you're in the lead for now, but I will catch up, and then I will outpace you. <laughs> yes, yes. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah what, well, what I like about NaveCon is it really is sort of a pure board game uh, convention yes. I mean there's lots of gaming conventions particularly in Dublin but they tend to have like a wider uh, spec so it's more a lot of them tend to be a bit more focused towards RPG or, uh, or war gaming and, things and like cosplay that. and stuff like that yeah. so this is um, just tabletop board games yeah. nothing else nothing else should get cosplay going for it. Yeah, dress up as your favorite meeple. That's the that, yeah, I know, but it's a slippery slope. That's the beginning of the yeah, slippery slope. Yeah. Um, I could dress up as Doctor Lucky. Yeah, <laughs> other famous board game characters. Uh, Maybe we'll just do that. We'll everyone, just everyone should dress up as uh, Miss White because she's been removed from Cluedo. Uh, oh God! Yeah, no. they, really? Yeah, they removed Miss White from Cluedo. For what reason? Uh, I don't know. I guess t- to get newspaper headlines saying, "Oh my God, they removed Miss White from." So Pluto. it's like it's so like it drums of publicity. It's even. like removing the uh, wires from your um, headphones. Yes, same yes, thing. Yeah, so it gets it, everyone talking. Yeah, Cluedo yeah. version seven has no Miss White now. Yeah, it also doesn't have a headphone jack either. No, <laughs> and you have removed. to put, You have to put the pieces in your ears. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, it's <laughs> to have a bit of Cluedo controversy there, uh, or Clue as it's called in America. <laughs> <laughs> um, good lord no it's not is it yeah just clue just called clue yeah that's why the movie which is really good uh, but they mistake it with play-doh or something but they think I'm it was sure like the a reasoning why, why is it called cluedo anyway uh, is that, that does that have some reference of it's like either it's like a fun thing because if you add dough to anything it sounds <laughs> like fun yeah right so if you have like um i don't know joseph stalin but if you make him Stalindo, he sounds oh, yeah, more yeah. fun. So it just sounds like fun if you put a dough on the end. Yeah, yeah, because there is danger of that game being perceived as morbid because it's with, <laughs> but if someone has got their head beaten in with a, exactly. with a candlestick in it. So if they just put a clue, it would sound too sinister. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. 
So anyway, Navecon. Navecon, yes. That's what we're talking about. Yes, so we are going to get Vic on the line now and we will talk to him. We'll interrogate him. Interrogate him. Vic being one of the organisers of Navecon. He is is Navecon. (laughs) Navecon is Vic and Vic is Navecon. Hello, Victor Gannon. This is Frank O'Connor calling you on behalf of the Board Game Ireland podcast. How are you today? I'm very good. Thanks for ringing, Frank, and I'm, I'm looking forward to chatting to you. Um, it was lovely to hear from you guys and, and ask me to come on and chat today. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we're going to talk about NaveCon. So this is NaveCon 8 that's coming up this weekend, isn't it? That's right. Yeah, eight, next yeah. weekend, 17th September. Uh, it's number 8 because we, we, we run two a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, 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 it's surprising how quickly it's, it's, it's moved along. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I suppose we should talk about to, to go back to the very beginning. Very what, beginning. what made you? What made you start running yeah. Navecon? What made how, you want to do that? Yeah. Um, I tell you, kind of like you guys, I've I've run a, a board game evening in my house for for many many years, for a lot longer than I care to remember, <laughs> and it kind of grew a bit. And we were always kind of saying there are certain games we wanted to play that we wouldn't get a chance to play on Thursday night because. You know, when you get, you know, when you get sitting down and you're starting the game, it's probably eight or nine o'clock and mm-hmm. you got work the next day and so on. So you're really looking at games that are maybe three hours long at most, if you're lucky. Yeah. Um, so we decided we started the whole thing as a kind of let's get a few friends together. We'll go to a hotel. Uh, this is sounding bad. No, <laughs> let's get a, the whole thing together. We'll go to a, a hotel. We'll rent a room and. And we play some of the bigger games we have. And the very first NaveCon we did was in a small room in Limerick, and we had 21 people, which was actually more than I expected, mm-hmm. because I expected maybe a dozen people to turn up. Um, and a couple of things we, we kind of realized very quickly was that we needed a couple of things like food and coffee and so on, because we went through a cracking amount of coffee during the day. And it just worked out really well. So the... Um, after kind of doing that, we it was a friend of mine came up who did all the artwork, Dave, um, who came up with the name NaveCon mm-hmm. because the original one was probably not the most suitable <laughs> name for a, a con. And when we saw it written down on the uh, lobby of the hotel, we kind of went, okay, we've got to change the name. That's, uh, that's not really suitable. The um, And it just grew from there. So, well, I mean... But what was what was the un- original unsuitable name? Now you've piqued my curiosity. <laughs> ah, the um, are we, are we on a? We, you, it's fine. Like, I'm aware of the word, and it's fine to say the word. <laughs> yeah. no, the wow, this is going to be interesting. I'm <laughs> waiting the, for this. Everybody, listen carefully. Let's have the entire country go quiet now. While ready, Vic, ready on the buzzer, the swear what, buzzer. <laughs> while Victor says the word, the government's going to shut down. We're all going to listen in now. <laughs> it's not that bad. The original one was Bastard Con. Um, because everyone was a sneaky bastard that played games <laughs> with me, and still are. But uh, what was kind of funny was, with the hotel we hosted it in, had put down in the lobby, oh, on, yeah. uh, kind of welcome, <laughs> welcome, you know, to bastard con. So we're like, okay, maybe we need to change. <laughs> Yeah, right above, like, where the hotel welcomes the Veterans Association. Exactly. <laughs> that, was, that was exactly it. Yeah. The, um, Evil so, people go down the corridor. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we were kind of getting to the point where, like, Bastard Con was starting to turn up in different places. I'm sure if you Google it, you'll see it. And, <laughs> you know, people looking for their fathers and mothers, you know, we're going to turn up at some stage. The, um, yeah, so, like, we changed to NaveCon. Nave as in, you know, people that are knaves, that are kind of rakes or 
you know, people of low repute, which mm-hmm. pretty much sums up all the people that turn up at NAFCON. <laughs> um, and it kind of grew from there. And the, the uh, I have to say, uh, you know, the, 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 the name is stuck. Uh, and it, it's got a little bit of kind of credibility now. And it's grown over time. But it's still essentially the same thing that it was when we started out, which is like, a big Thursday night of games, yeah. but for the whole day. I think that's what I really like it about it as well. Actually, is it, it, it is that sort of informal thing as well? Because I find with a lot of cons, as they get bigger, they become very uh, regimented, and it's all like, oh, you're, you have to go through this door, and you have to do that's this, right. and, uh, yeah. and you have to wear your badge, and it's uh, lanyards and things like that, and it all becomes very officious. Whereas, yeah, yeah, NaveCon I think is one of the few cons think that it's nice and chill. oh, it's true. Yeah. Um, I actually volunteered um, to help out there last year and um yeah did absolutely nothing it was fine it's completely yeah. relaxing i remember you did absolutely nothing it was great yeah no, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no it was great actually and thanks very much for your help last year because it worked out really well but um the the thing about it is most of the people like the, the i know it sounds kind of trite and so on that it's all about the people that you know they make it but it really is because we couldn't do it without the people that turn up and you probably know this from gaming. I don't know. Like, is that generally speaking, gamers are the same the world over. Mm-hmm. They're like generally quite helpful. You know, they want to enjoy their hobby and so on. And I found that at NaveCon that anybody that comes in, everyone's friendly. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and one of the other things about NaveCon is it's non-competitive. I don't run competitions at it. We've yeah. had one or two kind of things. We do a raffle, like, yeah. and we'll do kind of like fun things. But it's not kind of competitive. It's not like a, a Warhammer tournament or, you know, a Magic tournament. Ah, or, yes. Yeah, you know. no, that's true. That, that does help. Yeah. I think, yeah. Um, yeah, well, I think it's a prerequisite, really, that you have to sort of get on with people if you're going to play board games. It's a kind of social thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah. gamers are probably more predisposed to, to be sociable people. And again, another fun thing as well, yeah, just how late you're able to stay there. Cause it, and I know for us anyway, particularly because we travel down, so we're usually staying in the hotel that it's on. And so, uh, yeah, going to bed is kind of like <laughs> an afterthought, really. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, yeah, usually up to 3 a.m. or so, still playing stuff. Yeah. So that's just uh, really, really good fun to be able to do that. And of course, yeah, we should also give special mentions to the donuts as well. from Which Dungeons is controversial. Donuts. Controversial <laughs> because, you know, there's never enough. That's, oh, yeah. the, that's the only competition there is. Who can get to the red donut <laughs> first before it's gone? Yeah. Or buy up the, as many stocks as <laughs> early in the day. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So there's yeah, there's unlimited coffee that comes as part of your ticket price. But donuts, yeah, you have to pay for. But they are worth every penny. Um, oh, you need to get in early yeah. to get You them. need to be there about by 6 a.m. or something to really get the last one. No, what, what happened last year is it's, it's, you know that it's Dungeons & Donuts that supply the donuts to yeah, guys yeah. from Galway. And they bring their shop as well, which is kind of cool. But um, last year, like when you were there, um, Frank, and you remember that they brought, I think it was either 220 or 250 donuts and were sold out in 40 minutes. I remember and seeing it happen, yes. <laughs> I know, it was stunning. They had boxes and boxes of things. They were bringing them the in big plastic trays, like, and they were, and were like, don't bother putting them out on display. Just put the boxes, you know, from the truck. <laughs> just hook them up to my vein now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah so yeah no no no, it's a great day so it's uh yeah maybe just reiterate the date it is saturday which is the 17th yeah it is 17th isn't it yes Uh, 17th of september and what are the prices in it's going to be the same as always which is 15 euros 
for an adult mm-hmm. um, and right. children, uh, sorry, students and uh, unwaged are, people are eight euros in okay. uh, and children <laughs> that are accompanied um, will be free. Yeah. Now, the, the thing is, for your price, you get, you know, obviously access to all the games and so on there, but you also get unlimited coffee for the day. Yeah. I think someone did actually make a complaint that I stopped serving coffee at about 10 o'clock at night or 11 o'clock <laughs> at night. But, you know, at that stage, I, I'm not sure how anyone could have taken any more caffeine. But, you know, <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I, I definitely recommend it. it is a good day, and um, yeah, there's yeah, you have a huge selection of games there as well. So I mean, I know generally right. people bring a lot of their own stuff along yep. to play, but then there's also is a quite a big library of uh, stuff there oh, from your, your guys' own collection, uh, and yeah, it is quite ample actually. <laughs> and you will frequently find something to play there that you wouldn't find somewhere else. Yeah. Um, also, with the bring and buy sale, you might find games. People bring in games secondhand to sell, and you can pick up some stuff there you wouldn't normally. Fine yes, too. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's true. The the buy and sell has become quite the thing. Like what will happen as well is people will agree deals weeks in advance mm-hmm. and kinda of go, I'll meet you at Navecon and I'll give you that and you give me this and you know, and various deals happen behind the scenes. So it's a great <laughs> yeah, way of I've got about two or three already up. <laughs> lined up. <laughs> uh, actually yeah, yeah, so well, we have it on do you, you might as well just talk about it, Bory. Have you anything played anything recently that's piqued your interest or well, the one that's um, that's really kind of stuck, and it has for the last years, Forbidden Stars. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm I, a big I'm, fan I'm, as well. Yeah, I'm I'm like a, a Jack Russell with a red ball when somebody suggests, "Come on, we have a game to twenty four of us tonight. Let's play." You know, Forbidden Stars, great game. Yeah, there's, there's, there's just something about it that peaks it. And I've played Rebellion and so on, which is a super game. Yeah, Star Wars Rebellion and so on, but I'm still you know, in love with this game and, and, and still really want to play it however often they can. And I'm sure I'm going to get to play it at NaveCon as well. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I'd recommend people pick that game up now because it will stop being produced very soon because Fancy Flight Games and Warhammer have gone their separate ways. So they yeah. don't want the license anymore, which is really disappointing because it means we're not going to get any expansions for Forbidden Stars. Uh so there you are, Vic. The one game, the one game you picked, <laughs> get it is going right. to be yeah. destroyed forever. There's, there's a, yeah, there's a few of those games I'm going to have to pick. I, got, I haven't got Chaos in the Old World. There's another one that's going to go as yeah. well. So I need to pick that up because that's another great one from that combination. Because I'm not a big into the Warhammer universe, but I do like some of the stuff Flancy like has made some great games out of it. That said, Forbidden Stars was kind of a rebrand because they lost the license to StarCraft. Yeah. And yes. so they just took that game and made, I don't know, I think they streamlined it a bit, made it better, improved on it and then made Forbidden Stars out of it. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Don't forget, for some reason, Fury of Dracula is also going. I was going to say yeah. Fury of Dracula, which is a classic. Yeah. No. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, Dracula himself is public domain. Furious Dracula is apparently owned by his fury is copyrighted. <laughs> yeah. Well, they can they can pick some other yeah, emotion yeah. then. Yeah, because like, let's say fair Dracula, <laughs> laid back Dracula. I don't mind as long as it's Dracula. Yeah. He doesn't have to be angry. Miffed, the, the miffed <laughs> off Dracula. Yeah. Slightly annoyed Dracula. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because they were able to take those mechanics. I mean, because they were able to take the mechanics from the StarCraft game and just apply it to a new license. So right. I don't. It's going to be weird how you just take that for your Dracula and just call it Dracula and just have it exactly the same could they just do that I don't know it's kind of weird we don't it's a strange they, days they, they won't with that <laughs> yeah. 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 now what I Excuse what me. I can see happening definitely is maybe two years time you're going to see Forbidden Stars in one of their universes like the 
um, Netrunner universe mm-hmm. or the Twilight Imperium universe. Yeah, Twilight Imperium might make more sense. All right, yeah, because it's yeah, yeah. They, they have full control of that IP because they don't want to start they want to start rolling things into Star Wars again. <laughs> Is the land of pretty rare again, uh, but yeah, it probably will because that actually, yeah, it is worth picking up some of those games now because stuff like uh, that StarCraft game is like goes for a lot of money. <laughs> okay, well, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping Fury of Dracula. Yeah, you're looking at like two hundred quid, I think, for the StarCraft game secondhand now. Ooh. Yeah. I I I made the mistake of giving it to my nephew some years ago Ooh. as a birthday present. And I'm waiting for him to get to an age where he discovers girls and beer. <laughs> and we'll give up on board games and I'll sweep in and take it off. <laughs> okay, so thanks for coming on. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next week and recommend everyone get along to it. Um, yeah, it's worth... Yeah, you've got... Uh, you're just, what's the easiest way to find you guys online? Is it just Facebook or you have a website? Facebook or? is the best way. Yeah, yeah. I think so, yeah. If you go to navecon.com, you'll find uh, the blog for the for the event and it's also my blog which is victorgannongames.com mm-hmm. uh, and that's that's worth following because it's great oh, yeah. but um, <laughs> uh, looking forward to seeing you guys okay. on Saturday I'm, I'm I'm you know I'm really excited about this one there's, there's, there's a big crowd coming yeah so I'd say we're kind of getting to capacity with our room and, that's what I was going to you know, ask is there going to be room for everybody one, this time it's going to be fantastic <laughs> okay all, all the best good luck with it and yeah we'll see you next Saturday Thanks for having me. Okay, guys. All right. Cheers, Enjoy your day. Bye, bye. Bye, bye. So, yeah, Victor there. Uh, Yeah. Looking forward to that next week. Very much so. (laughs) Um, Ireland's biggest board gaming. Pure board gaming. Pure board gaming. And only, (laughs) but also biggest. It's odd, but it's true. It's very big. Um, A great day out. Very uh, unique event. And, um, yes, all, all good. All worth doing. Worth going to Limerick for, to the student area in Limerick, actually. Okay, so are you ready for your Addicts Corner now? I'm ready for Addicts Corner. I'm always ready for Addicts Corner. Hello and welcome to Addicts Corner. This is the part of the podcast for everyone who is completely addicted to board games and I mean addicted I mean when they take over your life just like this music implies um, they, they ruin everything you you, you go into um, a shop like um, you know a board game shop and you can't go out with at least with less than say three or four board games you buy them before you play them you have games at home and they're stacked up and you wish you could play them but you never get the chance you keep and this is a really good sign you keep the inserts even after you've popped out all the little bits you keep those just so you can have them um what i'm doing here is um i want to reach out to um all the addicts um around um i would say the world but that might be a bit ambitious around dublin and and outside in the country all the addicts in ireland and maybe beyond anybody who feels the same way that you know that they that the board game hobby has kind of taken over their life and um what can we do about it um, Gavin, I know, is a fellow addict. <laughs> well, it's funny you should mention the cardboard inserts. Um, I don't know. I, I don't get... I discard them. Um, but I think they end up, like, particularly at a convention like NaveCon, uh, 
I just yeah they, they I'm sure the maids the next day find these discarded cardboard husks <laughs> everywhere and it's probably like finding um like dis- discarded needles of a heroin junkie exactly is, that yeah they're the telltale signs that board gamers have been in your vicinity if you've got discarded uh, cardboard husks with yeah, small holes in them. you see them on street corners sometimes <laughs> these discarded inserts and sometimes also before even discarding them I have to look at them like three or four times just to make sure that everything has been punched out. Even when I, I've looked at it and I know it's all punched out, I put it down, I pick it up, I look at it again. Yeah, you don't want to miss the tiny little um, um, proof of purchase one as well. That's the, That's the most the important one. one of all. <laughs> yeah. I get those sewn into my jacket. Um, but yeah, yeah, and then you don't want to uh, yeah, never share meeples either. You don't want to. Yeah, dirty meeples. Dirty meeples. Always, uh, <laughs> always a problem. Always a problem. Personally, I sterilize my meeples. Um, yeah, I had, to, I had to sterilize my Cyclades copy, yes, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, yes, and that ties in with NaveCon, yes, yes that's yes. true. Yeah, that we did. Happen. Yeah, we played Cyclades at NaveCon one time, which is a really cool sort of ancient Greek warfare game. And uh, yeah, we, we you, played shouldn't, with you shouldn't play it with really, really sick people. Yeah, yes. It's, it, I don't know what it was that person had, uh, but they were was, very ill. And, they were very ill. They could hardly stand up. They were stumbling around. Yeah, and, and insisted uh, in shaking hands with us after the game. And yeah. ours was the only seat free. And then really. I almost died the next week. And, yeah, me too. And then I felt vaguely ill the next time I played that game. So I think it, the, the plastic itself is <laughs> absorbed. It's the reason why um, children's hospitals won't take secondhand toys as donations because the, the like viruses get inside those exactly. the plastic of the toys and just like lives there. That's right. And it's these kind of delusions that really give you know suggest board game addiction yeah. it's when you start thinking <laughs> thinking like this am i going to miss a week of work because i played this board game because i got sick <laughs> um yeah well that's it so that's um addicts corner. addicts corner we'll have we'll have another addicts corner next time yeah and um it'll actually actually it is broadcast from a corner yeah and um yeah we'll pick a different corner yes a different corner different corner next time uh, maybe one higher to the ceiling or <laughs> I don't want to go too too <laughs> radical too okay, fast okay. I might stick to one on the floor but it might be on the left side okay. well you've run out of Ad- Addict's Corner music so now it's time to press on so let's <laughs> let's push that to one side for now. let's put the corner over oh. in another corner okay uh, <laughs> and yeah so what what are we going to talk about next what are we going to talk about next what's on uh, so, oh, oh, anticipated future events. So, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're looking forward to Captain Sonar. Captain Sonar, yes. Um, because I bought it, um, but I got ill. I, I'm sorry about this. Illness seems to be the, the topic of the week. The topic of the week this week is being sick. So this week I was very sick, but I bought um, Captain Sonar. Captain Sonar, it, and it came to my work. And it's still sitting there because I haven't been able to go to work because first I was ill and then there was no buses. All the buses disappeared. Did you notice that on Thursday and Friday? They just saw. Yeah, gone. I still don't know what happened. It's weird. <laughs> they just vanished. Nobody says anything. So, um, yeah, uh, I got this game, Captain Sona, which I know is sitting in my office and I really, really wanted to play it today and I can't. Anyway, that's by the by. That's my issue. What I'll talk about is. The <laughs> <laughs> what I'll talk about is, is the game. Um, so right, Captain Sonar is um, your. It's like for eight players. That's the good thing. Oh wow! And you're um, divided by a screen, so it's teams of four players each. And each player, your each each team is is driving a submarine, and each team has a uh, map with a plastic overlay, like a grid map with some rocks and islands and places. There's places you can go, places you can't, and each team drives their submarine around, and each team listens out to what the other team is doing and tries to find their submarine and shoot it. So it's kind of like a big 
cooperative version of battleships. And the the thing is that each team, each person in the team does something different. So one person is in charge of where the submarine goes. One person is in charge of um, fixing everything on the submarine. One person is in charge of listening to the other team. Um, and the other person is, I can't remember exactly what they do, but it's um, basically as you move around, um, you're trying to find each other and your submarine is gradually falling apart and you have to sort of keep it fixed. And the more best way to fix it is to submerge. So, oh, sorry, to go yeah. to the surface, the opposite of submerge. What is the opposite? Raise up. Merge. Merge. <laughs> Anti-merge. <laughs> anyway, you, in technical terms, you pop up um, on the top of the sea. That's what they call it in submarine. Emerge? <laughs> Remerge, emerge, remerge. I guess it's emerge. submerge is the opposite of emerge. I guess is it? no, because emerge, you can't, a submarine can't come out of a door. You can emerge out of a door. A submarine can out of the waves. <laughs> Any submarine commanders who happen to be listening in, and I know you're out there, please uh, give us a shout. Let us know exactly what the technical term for popping up over the water is. Um, when you do that in the game. Uh, all of you have to, you've got a little picture of a submarine and you all have to draw an outline in, in a marker around this submarine very carefully without touching any of the edges as fast as possible because while you do that, the other team can keep playing. They can keep looking for you. And that's essentially it. So it's this great sort of uh, cooperative hunter-killer game and um, it's gotten great reviews all around. It's a, and I'm really looking forward to um, actually um, having one. And, you know, getting it out of the box and playing it, which I'll probably do next week. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It does sound very interesting, right? Um, sorry, I'm just... Yeah, because I know it's called Coning Tower at the top of the submarine. Which, com which comes from the verb uh, con, uh, yeah. which stems from the verb conduct. So, do they conduct out of the water? No. No. They definitely don't. <laughs> it's worth <a> try. <laughs> Uh, a game I'm looking forward to is uh, Star Trek Ascendancy, a new Star Trek game, uh, which is kind of apt because we're 50th anniversary of Star Trek last week. Good uh, Lord, really? 50th yeah, anniversary? 50th anniversary. Also, what's, unfortunately, what's been overlooked, it's also the 50th anniversary of The Prisoner. Much is, more important. Yeah, one of yes. my favorite shows. Uh, so anyway, um, Star Trek Ascendancy is a new sort of strategy game, Star Trek strategy game. It's for three players. Um, so there's three different factions and it's all about exploration, control, uh, expansion, conflict. Um, that type of, you've played these type of ones, but it's supposed, yep. I've heard it's supposed to be quite a good system and it's supposed to be very pretty good. Um, and because the factions are so unique as well, there's three separate factions, Klingons, Federation and Romulans. And so it's three player, up to three player. And uh, all the planets. So it comes actually with 200 plastic miniatures. Which wow. And uh, 30 different star systems. Uh, and it's pretty cool when you see the board layout because it's like it, it's like um, the planets are laid out and then there's little bridges between the planets. Yes, I uh, saw that. That, so that, that looks really nice. I like that, that idea. Um, yeah. But there's one problem. I mean, it's like with everything. I'm not interested unless there's Ferengi. Oh, yeah. Well, they are coming in an expansion. Oh, good. Good. Um, and so is uh, the uh, Cardassians, I believe. So these will each expansion will add an additional player to the game as well. So it's not just yep. a different choice of faction. It's also a, it'll increase the amount of players because three is quite small. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Although it's weird because they kind of underpowered the Ferengi. When the Ferengi first showed up in Next Generation, they were like a force to be reckoned with. But then by Deep Space Nine, they were just kind of a, a joke, like the supreme leader of their entire race, the Grand Nagus, would fly around in a tiny shuttle. And what 
what's wrong with that? <laughs> but yeah, their gigantic marauder starships seem to just vanish, <laughs> which were like a massive threat to the Enterprise back in the Next Generation. Series. I don't know. People knock the Ferengi all the time. Yeah. I'll have nothing. I'll hear nothing against them. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So that's uh, um, particularly because I used to love a video game called Star Trek: Bear to the Federation. Uh, it's one of my favorite video games of all time, and uh, it was like one that you start off at the very beginning and uh, Federation, you're, and you have to research and upgrade your ships all the way up to like you're getting yeah. like, to Defiant and things like that. So it was a really cool game that, and yeah, this looks looks like it seems to capture certain some of the sort of vibe of that, and uh, been able to pick the different races and all. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I think it's due out this month. Uh, so. Yeah, hopefully I had promised myself I wasn't going to buy another big box this this year, but I may but have then to. Then you are an addict. Yes, I am see? an addict. And yeah, like I said earlier, I probably will have to pick up Chaos in the Old World as well before it disappears forever and oh, costs yeah. two hundred euro <laughs> next year. Uh, and yeah, need and you also need to get the expansion okay. for it as well because the expansion's really good. You're rationalizing that, uh, Gavin. You're rationalizing ration- these things to yourself. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's that's uh, yeah, so that's just the game I'm looking forward to in that one. Um, okay. Uh, so next you're going to talk about oh your controversy section <laughs> controversy yes. Uh, yes do we have music for controversy I don't have controversial music okay that, uh, that in itself is a controversy it is isn't it um, there should be music okay hundreds will protest welcome to controversy without music imagine that terrible shocking well here we are controversy without music so what is this week's controversial idea well the idea is it's a question. Why doesn't Dublin have a board game cafe? Personally, I think it's because they're expensive and difficult to, to build. And nobody's really got the wherewithal together to actually make one. I know that people talked about it and there was kind of discussions. But when it actually came down to it, I think it's just the will to invest and give it a yeah. shot doesn't um, work. And also, the other thing is it's our fault. <laughs> because we have these meetups which are free and just in pubs yes yes they're my peer-to-peer system where it's, yeah. uh, <laughs> you don't need a central location to where all the content is so you have the peer-to-peer system where everyone distributes their own content exactly <laughs> and the content being board games of various shapes and sizes yeah so um, we're like the pirate bay yeah yes exactly games. you don't need it's a large infantry in one location um but that said it would be nice to have a pacific space because yeah alfie burns like like today i don't know maybe there's sports ball could be on or uh, be <laughs> that some... could be noisy or someone wants to a large amount of people are going to see something in the national concert hall yeah that's and, that, they put that they so... put that thing on the tv where all these guys run around mm-hmm. kicking a ball and stuff and everyone yells and shouts and yeah. i don't understand it so yeah you see things like that so it would be nice to have a space that could be just for board gaming i know gamers world shop does have spaces in it but it's like it's more it's like tournaments isn't yeah, it? yeah it's, and it's limited to i know i feel and... intimidated when i go in there so i can only imagine what other people do yeah yes. um but um yeah there's also a lot to do with um, dublin is very expensive to open a business in yes and also i think it's also too small to have harbor like a niche interest business like a board game cafe it works in london uh, where we, london's just as expensive as uh, as dublin i'm sure to open up a business in but it because the city's so much bigger you've got <laughs> well you kind you of can, need apparently what you need for one of these things really is footfall so you need people to walk past that's the yeah. idea of it um there's not much point in setting one up and advertising it and people go there to play games it's much more popular when people actually walk past it and see it and think well i have an hour or two i wonder what this is about and go in and start playing games that's how it'll become mm-hmm. 
popular. So you really need a central location with lots of people walking by. Yeah. And other than that, it's just totally untried. Exactly. It's totally untested. Yeah. yeah, it would be hard to get a central location that's affordable yeah. in Dublin. That's the thing. It's very difficult. That's it. The one in London, Drafts, I think it's called, the, the big one in London. Well, it's not big, made. but it's in, it's in sort of a... Um, uh, a, a railway um, oh yeah a tunnel arch, arch yeah. yeah and uh, it looks pretty cool I've never been made it myself but it's definitely not like central central London it's a little bit out of the middle um, uh, okay uh, but uh, yeah it, but it doesn't matter people will travel to it because yeah again you've got the large population and you've got a great London. you got the underground network yeah. as well it makes it uh, easy but what I have heard about board game cafes is you don't really make money on the cafe or on the yeah the people spending money to use the facility uh, where you really make the money is on people play the games and then buy the games yeah and so you see you're selling you're basically a board game shop but it's uh, where you let people sample the products for a price beforehand and that kind of the way it works that seems to be where the profit actually is okay um uh, yeah, because I remember when it was being touted around here in Dublin, the, the uh, it was some of the regulars from our own group were trying to set one up. Um, but yeah, I remember seeing comments on any because they got a good bit of press coverage around it. Yeah, I remember seeing any there. Lots of people seem to be balking at the concept of having to pay to sit down in the facility. Uh, but that's what you do with a cafe. Well, anyway. yeah, yeah, yeah. You buy a coffee, but this they would be you'd, the way board cafes tend to work is you you spend like something like five euro an hour or something. To rent oh, the table rent the and ta- then you can just pick whatever game. I don't know. You want. What do they want? Do they want people to I, pay them? To play yeah, I know, I know. So it just seemed weird to me because people would just sit around nursing one cup of coffee for the whole day. That's I think, not, um, I think which is the Starbucks model apparently somehow. I still think it's partly this um, monopoly mentality as well. Mm-hmm. I think it's just a, maybe it's just here in Ireland, but it's this idea that you know board games are monopoly, the sort of thing you do at Christmas. And why would you want to pay five euros or whatever yeah, to go yeah. and do that? I mean this. You know, when you can go and watch Spy Sports or something like that. Yeah, it's, it was the same because exactly a board game cafe would be one of the best things to break down that sort of barrier where yeah. people would suddenly go in and realise, hey, wait, these aren't Monopoly. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? Well, that's why you need the people walking past. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it does that. And yeah, I just know from... I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> you know from something. Yes. So, I was about to say something, but then you interrupted me. and Yeah, I did that deliberately. Yeah. <laughs> I knew you were going to say something really, really it interesting. Was, it was good. It, it was, was going to be was fascinating. Kind of it was going to be the best thing anyone's ever said in any podcast ever. And I thought, <laughs> I saw it coming and I thought, I'm going to distract him. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's gone. No, I think it's probably gone. I'll remember. I'll, I'll, I'll remember later. If anyone remembers what <laughs> is going to say, please do call in on the podcast hotline oh i remember what i was gonna say you see <laughs> yes um podcast hotline just <laughs> came in there it's got a, a, a my pager buzzed um i'll never forgot it again no, no. <laughs> um there is a, a there's a level of interest there all right because i'm getting like i get a lot of inquiries from different pubs and coffee shops around dublin yes who are starting to realize that oh board games are seem cool for some reason that could be a way for us to get business in yeah yeah and so they, they, i've been contacted a few times saying can you do your meetups in our place now that said i usually go and visit the place and see that it has like tiny 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 tiny, tiny coffee tables <laughs> that would not uh, accommodate like say your large mug that you had your coffee in this morning uh it was, asked, it was very very large i but, asked you not to mention uh, my <laughs> large <laughs> mug i never used a large gavin imagines i used a large mug this morning and i'm just telling you all now i was listeners. okay it's i not was true i was just very close to your true. large mug that's that's all <laughs> as always large as always there i am with my mug and you're right up close to well it, that was the thing yeah well, well the table 
table was the table was very small, so I had, I couldn't be anywhere but close. It probably to looked <laughs> large by comparison to, to that the tiny, tiny table. table. Yeah, yes, because all coffee shops have tiny tables. Yes, them. as we've worked out. But it is interesting. I think if you could do it, I think you need to do something like that, where you go to a business that already exists and add the Boardcamp Cafe to, as a module to it. So you go yeah, to a, a struggling coffee shop or something like that. Uh, <laughs> say, we will save you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you just act as like a parasite on a, exactly. an existing business. And, uh, yeah. I think that might be a way of doing it. But, Suck uh, them dry for all their profits <laughs> and then, then we're done. That's yeah. how it's going. It, it is something I, w- I would like to see. I know Dungeons and Donuts, who do the delicious donuts at um, NaveCon, they have, they have a pretty good sort of, they don't really call it a board game cafe, but they sell donuts and, and they sell board, board games. games there, and, yes. yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah, I've never been because I don't go to Galway too much. Uh, but uh, On yeah, principle. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not a fan of Galway. Sorry, Galway people. Um, <laughs> I love Galway. <laughs> I think Galway's great. Yeah. And there's more door. This is for Controversy Corner. <laughs> <laughs> and there we end it on Controversy Corner on a note that we, Galway is horrible. And that's, maybe we'll discuss that next Controversial. week. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's about it then. Um, is it? Have we done everything? I Have we run out of ideas? I think that's all you... Yeah, yeah, sorry if that's more controversy. So, <laughs> um, Yeah, so we will finish up there. If anyone wants to get involved, uh, you can get in contact with us on the Facebook page and so yeah, on. Yeah, do that. We're desperate. We really want people to come and... Yeah, and, I know people and, said they would, but I'm, I've been very busy this week and so I haven't got back in touch with people, so apologies for that. That might be the problem. That might be the we problem. Should Talk to Frank. Hassle Frank. Yeah, Don't hassle me. me. Um, and then I <laughs> won't I'm get terrible. back in touch with you instead and yeah. it'll be fine. <laughs> okay thanks uh, thanks again Frank for being on thanks again ah, to me for thanks being to on. Gavin for being on yeah. <laughs> okay and we'll uh, talk to you at the uh, we'll talk to you again soon and uh, for anyone who makes it to NaveCon uh, we will see you at NaveCon <laughs>